Welcome to I'd Rather Be in Paris, a podcast for the aspiring expat. I'm your host, Juan Ulloa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of season two of the I'd Rather Be in Paris podcast. I'm your host, Juan Ulloa. I don't have a, uh, a guest on the phone today, but uh, what I wanted to do uh, was a little, was twofold. I wanted to recap my visit to Paris uh, earlier in the month of November and also just give you a taste of what's coming up in season two. So uh, during the month that I was on hiatus, uh, I've been working the phones and uh, email and Instagram, reaching out to uh, various uh, contacts, both here and in, in France. Uh, so the first quarter is going to be really interesting, uh, filled with some really interesting guests. Uh, in this case, you're going to have expats that have been uh, living in Paris or in France for several years. And uh, some that are living in Paris for just a few months, so recent arrivals. So I think this will be interesting this year because uh, it'll it'll be a a, uh, a slightly different perspective than than what I've been able to get you uh, this past season. Uh, but if you visited the website, you'll see that on the fifteenth of November I posted a recap of of my visit to Paris. Uh, the family and I were there. Uh, late October through early November, just for a few days. Unfortunately, it was um, far too short, but uh, it was a very different trip than what I was used to. And, and by that, I mean that, you know, we hit a lot of the uh, sites that we were familiar with. So it was kind of, we were kind of just going to some old haunts, so to speak. But uh, this time was unique in the sense that we got to sit down and meet a lot of people, um, either folks that were living in Paris or folks that were like us visiting. Um, and, I, and I have to take some time out to thank um, April Pet uh, from April and Paris Tours uh, for uh, putting together a fantastic tour for my family and I. We had a great time. And honestly, it's um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Touring with April is like touring with a friend. It's it's like you just have your local Parisian friends showing you around the city. Uh, it, it was very relaxed. And now that we've gotten to know each other over the years, um, it's even more relaxed and, and just uh, great to see the city through her eyes. And, and she does such a great job. Um, the other person I want to thank is Corey Fry from a French fry in Paris. And, and you've heard me speak about him. Um, Corey is a tour guide as well. Um, I am going to be reaching out to him uh, to join us on the podcast this year. Uh, but Corey was nice enough uh, to have me uh, interview me on his uh, Facebook group. So Corey has a very active uh, group on his uh, Facebook page, a French fry in Paris. And um, his his uh, supporters help him financially uh, via Patreon. Uh, you'll be familiar with Patreon because uh, this podcast is also supported by Patreon as well. Uh, the listener support helps um, a great deal. But in Corey's case, uh, Corey does videos. He's known for doing 
walking tours of Paris, uh, typically every Saturday morning. Um, and uh, for his Patreon supporters, there's a private Facebook group where he conducts what he calls cafe chats. So he'll invite someone to sit with him in a cafe and they'll, uh, they'll discuss various topics. And he was kind enough to um, bring me on his cafe chat uh, while I was in Paris. And we, we sat down for about 45 minutes and had a great conversation. Uh, and uh, I want to thank uh, Corey's uh, supporters who have decided to, to join uh, us and listen to the podcast. Um, I saw a really lovely uptick in listenership and, and, and clicks on the website. So that was really good. Uh, and I appreciate it very much. So uh, the more you all spread the word about this, the better. I really appreciate it. Um, but um, so what was this trip about? Um, as some of you know, um, and I've, I've mentioned this on the website, Unfortunately, uh, I'm job hunting, so uh, my place of employment closed at the end of September. Um, so although we had had the trip uh, previously planned, there was no thought to, for us uh, about canceling it, um, but it was really, I think, uh, needed, uh, and in my case, cathartic, uh, just to kind of get out from the, the same four walls and, and, uh, and go back to Paris, which I love so much. And just walk those streets, uh, see those sights, and hear those sounds. And um, all in all, it was a great trip. But like I said before, um, through Corey's uh, uh, group, um, there was one of his followers, who uh, Missy Lamb, who was celebrating a birthday. And through the uh, greatness that is the internet, <laughs> we were able to gather about 20 of us, 20 um followers and supporters of Corey Fry. And we all met at a cafe and um, celebrated Missy's birthday. The beauty of it was that um, a lot of us know each other from Facebook, from interacting online uh, via Corey's um, Facebook page. So we knew of each other, but we had never met in person. So it was a really touching moment for me. Um, and there are a couple of folks there that actually have the opportunity to be in Paris uh, uh, for longer periods of time. Some, some folks that were staying there for a month, some folks that were staying there uh, in, in France for up to three months. So it was great to see those perspectives and get an idea of different people and how they view France and just what motivated them and, and, and cultivated their, their love for France. Um, I find that a lot of us um, that love or in some cases are obsessed with France, um, you know, we share a lot of the same um, same traits. We, we really enjoy, obviously, the food and the art and the culture. But I think that underlying everything, it's, it's an issue of a quality of life that uh, seems very accessible here. Um, the pace is a little slower. Um, but that within that slower pace, there's a much higher quality of life. Um, I find that I'm a lot more in tune with just, um, having quality personal time with, with, um, with my family and just, you know, frankly, some alone time with myself and just, you know, being centered and settled. And, and it's, it's to me, when I visit Paris, as much as I, I run around and see the sights, 
I also get a lot of peace. Um, and I think um, that's, that, that, that's one of the main pluses for me. Uh, a huge bonus is that um, this is the first trip that my family and I took where the, where the new Navi Go passes are uh, readily available in, uh, in Paris. So um, if you've ever visited um, London so, and used the Oyster card or, or visited us here in the District of Columbia uh, and used a, a smart trip card, the Navigo is basically a plastic card with a chip embedded in it. And as opposed to getting purchasing the, um, the paper cadenets, um, you can add that amount uh, as money onto a plastic card. Uh, and I will tell you that it was um, fairly easy to use. Um, it's it's a, a method that I'm familiar with, having lived in New York and Washington. So um, being able to utilize it in France was great. Um, I didn't use it on the buses this time around. Um, I didn't have cause to use the buses. Um, used the trains quite a bit this time around. So that was, that was good. Um, but I, I will highly recommend if you have the opportunity to go to Paris, um, make use, take the time to, to get a Navigo card. Um, the one that we utilize is called the Navigo Easy, which is, um, there are different variations of it, but the Navigo Easy basically is, um, you can just place as much money onto the card uh, as you need and add more as you, as you go along. There are versions that are, uh, if I remember correctly, weekly and for monthly, but for tourists, and occasional visitors or use, uh, occasional users of the Paris Metro, the Navigo Easy is, is more than, than uh, sufficient. Um, the card costs, if I remember correctly, uh, two euros initially, and then you can just uh, add money using uh, cash or your credit card, debit card um, at the machines. Fairly easy process, I felt. Um, but the card, you're going to have to go to a, uh, you're going to have to go to the kiosk within the actual metro station. And, and speak with the person behind the counter to get the card and have them set it up for you. But it was a fairly easy process for the three of us. It took all of um, maybe five minutes, if that. So um, highly recommend. Um, what else? Um, so I had the blissful pleasure of visiting uh, Bone Shaker Donuts. If you haven't heard uh, about them, you should. Uh, I've posted or reposted pictures uh, from Bone Shaker over the course of the last year, um, but it's um, it's I don't want to say artisan because that's kind of an overused term, but um, it's donuts done the old-fashioned way. These aren't your mass production donuts. Um, the ingredients uh, are seasonal. Um, um, the quality, though, was beyond the pale. Um, it was so good. Um, so uh, when we arrived in Paris, uh, the following day we met up with, uh, with April Pet, and Bone Shaker Donuts was the first stop that we made uh, on a rather lengthy tour that she took us on. Um, but God, if it didn't get the, the, the day started off right. Uh, so if you have a, an opportunity, um, definitely check them out. I would suggest following them online. Um, they also do if you're if you're in Paris around Halloween, they host a uh, Halloween costume uh, 
contest every year and it's getting bigger and bigger. I think this is the, I want to say the third or fourth installment, but it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the French don't celebrate Halloween uh, in the same way that we do here in the States, but uh, certain uh, Bone Shaker and certain other particularly American-owned um, businesses in France sometimes um, celebrate the holiday in, in a small way, but Bone Shaker in particular uh, has, has generated quite a bit of following. Um, so I would highly suggest that you, you visit, you check them out on your next visit. Um, so we stayed in the 17th arrondissement, um, as, uh, listeners and uh, followers of the website know, um, typically the last now third time that we've been to France, to Paris, um, we, we, uh, house sit in the 17th arrondissement. Um, this was a bit of a nostalgic visit for us because, this is going to be the last time that we stay in that particular apartment. Um, uh, our friends that are living there are going to be uh, transitioning back to the States uh, at some point in 2020. Um, so it was uh, very bittersweet for me in particular. Um, but uh, I'm glad that I had a chance to, to uh, sleep within those beautiful walls one more time. Uh, so the next time I go, uh, I'm not against Airbnb, but um, uh, I kind of I, I, I kind of waffle back and forth on, on Airbnb. I'm a little bit, I'm a bit conflicted. Um, I've heard some horror stories and heard some great stories, but um, you know, definitely, I'm, I'm I'm probably thinking next time I go to uh, to France to Paris um, of either renting an apartment uh, or you know flipping the bill for a hotel room. Uh, it's going to be, you know, hotel room, uh, and I've said this before, hotel room is going to be a little interesting, um, because, uh, in my case, my daughter's 13 now. So in, uh, if you've visited France before, um, unlike in the United States, a lot of, most of the hotel rooms are not, uh, don't include, like I say, a sofa bed or, uh, designed to accommodate more than two people. Rarely, uh, will you see, uh, a hotel room that's built to accommodate three or even four. Um, and then also um, from a policy perspective, um, a 13 year old is considered an adult in a hotel. So uh, you may be aware that, you know, there's a certain maximum number of adults that can be in any one room at any one time. So in my case, um, when, when going to Paris for, for the, for the, in the case of the uh, a hotel room, my daughter is an adult, so I'm going to have to get two hotel rooms, one for my wife and I, one for my daughter. My daughter, though, is, is, is very, very keen on the idea, as you can well imagine. She'll have a little privacy and, and, and you know, have a little bit more independence from us. So I think it might be, uh, might be good. But that being said, there's some extraordinary um, uh, boutique hotels at various price points. Um, if you follow the uh, photographer Rebecca Plotnik, aka Everyday Parisian, uh, highly suggest you you Google that. Google her blog, uh, Everyday Parisian. Um, she has a running list of her favorite boutique hotels at different price points, uh, and that's been a source uh, of great information for us uh, in planning our 2020 trip. So it looks like. Um, 
we're probably going to be going sometime in July or August. Not entirely sure. We're still trying to. Uh, we're 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 making arrangements now. Just looking at what the budget's going to look like. It. Although I will say that from an airfare perspective, August looks significantly more attractive <laughs> than July. Uh, but I'd love to be there for the sales. But um, if you want to get more detail on this last trip, I suggest that you visit our website at ratherbeinparis.com. Click on the uh, blog link uh, on the homepage. And then um, our November 15th post is a Paris trip recap um, that I think you'll enjoy. Now, um, before I sign off, I know this is a bit of a short uh, episode, but before I sign off, um, let me know what you're thinking about with respect to this season. Uh, is there anybody specific that you want to hear from? Is there somebody that you follow, uh, be it uh, uh, on Instagram, uh, a blog, or what have you? Is there somebody that you find interesting that you want to learn more about? Well, send their information my way. Um, you can reach out to me via email also at bonjour at iratherbeinparis.com. Um, this past year has been really, really remarkable, really eye-opening, um, at least for myself, and I hope you have too. I've seen uh, a lot of progress and improvement on the quality of the podcast and the content. Um, I am working aggressively to make it even better for you all. Um, but I, I am, I am very excited for what um, season two holds for us, um, and I look forward to connecting with you all in person. If you are in the DC area in particular, I'd love to reach out to you um, because what I'm planning to do is maybe host a uh, a little get together um, at a local French restaurant uh, to get to know some of you. I, I want to improve the dialogue and the interaction and um, where I can um, interact with you all personally. As much as I love the internet and the, the positives, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of positives to it. Um, nothing can replace good old honest interaction one-on-one -on -one and hearing directly from, from folks who read the blog and, and listen to this podcast. Uh, what do they want to, to, to learn? What do they want to see? Um, there are some other opportunities coming down the pipe that I can't really get into uh, much detail in now, but um, I'm hoping to, uh, I'm working on a concept that will hopefully um, involve a, a tour-like concept that will allow prospective expats to, to get on the ground in Paris and France and kind of get a feel or a preview of what life as an expat may be like. Um, so uh, I'm really excited, but uh, in the interim, uh, I want to thank you for uh, your support and your listenership over the past year. Season two is 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 upon us, and we'll be uh, next month. We'll be um, featuring a guest. Uh, I will be announcing that guest shortly. Just working out some schedules, as you can well imagine. Um, and before I go, I want to wish you a very uh, happy Thanksgiving and uh, a very happy holiday season. Um, whatever you celebrate, it's important that you celebrate it with the people that you love and Lord willing, some 
very good quality French wine. <laughs> I know I will. Um, but uh, thank you for your time, and I'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the I'd Rather Be in Paris podcast. Before I go, just want to remind everyone to visit us online at I'dRatherBeInParis.com and to follow our profiles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep the conversation going in between episodes. See you soon. Bye-bye.